Okay, we're recording. All right, Chuck, oh. Chuck. I'm here too. Oh, beautiful. Do you have any ideas for like a cold open? We talked about beer last time. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it dissolves in front of that cell phone. It's time for Sequel to Decay, the only movie review podcast to ever exist on this here planet Earth. Starring the internet opinion havers extraordinaire, Stefan Salahio, Brandon Pollock, and Chris Rather. Listen as the try-hard trio and their merry band of friends struggle to get through the day one franchise at a time. Like in Chicago. Oh right. All right. That was our thing last time. That's right. All right. We actually don't keep up on any thing. Yeah, we we <laughs> start on a whole, a whole bunch of bits and convoluted plot points, then immediately forget about them like three episodes later. It's like, oh boy, we killed off Chris Penwell, but then we just dropped that completely. Yeah. Oh, um, we're from Chicago. That's not we don't care. <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> Doesn't matter where you're from, baby. It's where you're at. Exactly. And where are you at right now? Uh, where are we at, Kevin? Well, we are at the the greatest video store located below a daycare center in the entire world. Because it's probably the only video store below a daycare center in the entire world. That's true. I verified that. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, I, I, I put out like a, 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 a massive $5 challenge to prove me wrong. You know, find me a video <laughs> store. Because, you know, I own a video store. I couldn't do like a... A thousand dollar challenge. I'm like, fuck that. I have a video store. I'm broke and shit. But no, we're at the Lobby DVD shop here in Fine Edmonton, Canada on this beautiful fall afternoon. And uh, I've been honored to be asked to be part of your fine show again because again. we're talking about some sweetness. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. This is your second appearance on the show now. It's the sequel show, man. Um, this is uh, this is baby's second episode. Mm. Our first recurring death. Our first, Our first recurring, recurring dad. First recurring, <laughs> first recurring guest. Look, I know I'm old. You don't have to like point out, uh, you know, busting out the dad jokes here in a second. I'll set you young whippersnappers straight into place. Let me tell you, Kev's our first recurring guest. Thank uh, you. Fuck you, Tim. Fuck you, Chris Penwell. And uh, we're gonna be answering this fucking question <laughs> in like an hour. I don't even know who these people are, but uh, you know, I mean, right I'm, on. How dare you be in Vietnam, like, experiencing life to its fullest, Tim? Go fuck yourself. Oh, sounds <laughs> like he's having a blast. Yep. Aren't we here to talk about something else? Yes, we are. Um, Stefan, welcome us into the show. We're, we're, we're talking about Jaws. Great. <laughs> we're talking about Jaws. I don't, I you do, say it like it's not the greatest movie ever made. The first Jaws is, like, probably, like, as close as you can get to a perfect movie. Damn It's right. such a fucking good movie. It is like, such a fucking it, good movie. It's incredible how well it holds up, but I don't know. Who wants to lead us into the who lead us into the first Jaws movie? Kev! Ah, it's you guys' show. Come no, on now. You're, you're the guest of honor. Talk, ah. about, talk about the good one. Well, it was the summer of 1975. I was not alive yet, although some people are shocked. They assumed I was there opening day in the theater, but no, I'm not that old. 
<laughs> and young Steven Spielberg had just made a movie that almost figured he would destroy his career before he even got started. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely a mess, a nightmare experience. Of course, Spielberg was coming off of Duel, the TV movie, yes. which um, was a pretty damn good movie in its own rights, to be honest. Um, you guys have seen Duel, eh? Uh, the truck? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny that he would go from Duel to Jaws because the whole idea of, like, this predator is out there. Mm -hmm. It just went from truck to a shark. Anyways, I don't know. I think with Jaws, it's just, like, sometimes when the production is an absolute nightmare and nothing is working, somehow it all comes together to make the perfect movie. Because <laughs> yeah. as it's been well documented, if that bloody shark would have worked... The entire movie, mm -hmm. they would have shown that shark way more, yeah, and oh. wouldn't have had to work around it and give us some of the some of the best scenes I'm gonna do with shark. It's the the, the the dialogue scenes and the the characters interacting with each other, which they kind of had to throw in there because the shark wasn't working half the time. Yeah, so we yeah, got to exactly. kind of make it up. Yeah, like what can we say? Jaws created the summer blockbuster. Mm -hmm. Jaws at that time became the highest grossing movie of all time. Jaws made kids not want to be in bathtubs, mm -hmm. swim in lakes, creeks, whatever, yeah. let alone the ocean. Unfortunately, Jaws also caused a huge panic, and I think it really hurt the population of sharks. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they were like... There was a, po a culling of thousands of sharks after, yeah. which yeah. led to Peter Benchley saying, wishing he had never actually written the book, mm -hmm. because it had such a bad, negative effect on the shark population, Yeah, which was re a real shame. Yeah. But... So, you know, it was funny. So, like, what the problems, it's pretty well, everybody knows the shark didn't work half the time. Then I believe it was a writer strike going on mm -hmm. while they were filming Jaws, oh, so yeah. they had to get one of the writers. The only way he could be he, to keep on the set, they they gave him a small part. He was like, mm -hmm. uh, like the second hand man of the mayor. Like he was mm -hmm. always in a scene. Yeah, yeah. So, but really, he was writing it, writing the movie as they were as, as he was on set. That's the only way to get away with it. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember, and we all know the story. And well, obviously, we want to talk about the movie itself. But yeah. you yeah. know, the funny note is, um, I don't know if you guys knew. Like, so Spielberg was so exhausted and so spent by the end of this production. When it came time to the grand finale scene of blowing the shark up, he wasn't even there. He was really? on a plane flying back to California. And he's like, screw it. You guys do it without me. I'm done. Like, so they, they did it without him. Uh, you know, smile, you son of a... And then boom. And obviously, it's an amazing scene. Mm -hmm. So because the movie turned the way it did and did so well, story goes that every movie Spielberg has done ever since then, he's never there to film the last scene of production. Interesting. Oh, yeah. wow. I had no yeah. idea. That could be a, a, a urban legend, but that's uh, that's been said once or twice before, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, look, if you saw Jaws as a kid for the first time, like, I don't know, how old were you guys when you first saw it? Six. It was actually my, if we're counting this as a horror movie, this is probably my first horror movie. It is a horror movie. Yeah, I, I don't understand, is, like, like. This is baby's first horror movie. Did it freak yeah, you yeah. out? You know, did it make you scared of shit? And hell yeah, it's a horror movie. Mm hmm. I mean, they killed the damn Kintner boy. That was, that yeah. was terrifying. That was horrifying. Because <laughs> we always talk about, like, if you watch a horror movie as a child, and you, you think you're safe, because you watch all the, 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 the slasher movies, like, ah, they're teenagers, they're older than me, they're having sex, doing drugs, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then when you see a movie where somebody, like, your age dies, like, mm -hmm. oh, shit. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Jaws, I guess, would have been the first movie I saw, where, like, they just killed a kid. Yeah. It's a well, not just that, movie. but in, like, gruesome fucking detail. There's yeah. blood spraying everywhere. Yeah. Like, when you're six... When you're six. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrifying. Oh, absolutely horrifying. Like, um, because I remember my parents were like, yeah, it's, it's cool, you're fine. This is all, this is also the same group of parents that said to me at 12, oh yeah, Hellraiser's not that fucked up. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, good parents. Good yeah. parents, yeah. <laughs> good job. 
I, I think the other magic in this movie and the reason it works is it, the three main actors. I mean, mm-hmm. they, we're, we're yes. talking like I. That's why, and God forbid they ever remake Jaws. I just have this oh, bad feeling that. that they think it, it would be all about the, the shark and a lot of CGI, a lot of gore and kills. But no, man, what made Jaws work is is the chemistry. Even though in real life, Dreyfus and Robert Shaw did not get along at all. At all. Really? Like, Robert Shaw busted Dreyfus's balls the entire time because he was a young kid, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Shaw was like this veteran actor. Yeah. But it kind of worked with the chemistry of the characters of Quentin Hooper. That literally mirrors the dynamic of the actual characters. Yeah, Yeah, like, (laughs) there's that great scene. They're not actually in the scene. They're just yelling in the background. But when when, uh, Brody is saying goodbye to his wife before he gets in the boat, and you just hear the banter between Hooper and Shaw when they're putting the shit on the boat and stuff, Mm -hmm. the orca, like, Hooper, what are you doing? Get this bloody shit up. You know, it's just awesome. Like, I can't even listen to Cheap Brody talk. I'm like, oh, Quint, you saucy bitch. I love you. (laughs) Love you. But, um, <laughs> and the fact that they use all, like, the, the secondary actors, all the extras, they were actual locals uh, from that area where, where they shot it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, none of them were trained actors. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it added to the authenticity of the movie. And Murray Hamilton is the mayor? Yes. <laughs> I mean, legendary mayor, you know? What's that great line, you know, where he's like, he's like, whoa, 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 fellas, fellas can't be saying it's a shark attack i mean if you say barracuda people go what yeah (laughs) you say shark we got a ride in our hands on the fourth of july (laughs) oh god i like that movie i love how over the course of the first two jaws movies every i love how the mayor is so fucking stupid in both of them yeah i mean should we shut down the lake no 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 uh (laughs) it's uh well and that the only only funny line from Ghostbusters in 2016 was when Andy Garcia plays the mayor of New York, gets a cue, when a what's-her-name goes in the restaurant and she's trying to explain to him, like, all oh, this shit's going down, blah, blah, He's like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. And she's like, you're worse than the mayor from Jaws. And Andy Garcia gets all offended. He's like, I am not worse than the mayor from Jaws. That actually... I'll give you that one, Paul Feig. That was a good line. Well done, my that friend. That was probably ad lib too. Oh, probably. that was not in the script. Like I don't think any. I don't. Of those no, we only. Yeah, I don't think there was a script. Really. You know what? Fuck it. Let's talk about Ghostbusters 2016 for a minute. Nope. I already did that. I did that like three years ago in a podcast. I've, that that got ugly. I've honestly for, already forgotten everything about that. I, movie. That's just it. It's yeah. not the worst movie ever made. It's like, just one of the most forgettable movies. Exactly. Ever made. Yeah. What? But the only thing I remember about Ghostbusters 2016 that I really really liked was the 3d because i saw it in 3d well yeah i mean uh, look i really don't want to talk about this movie but uh <laughs> but i will say that the, the 3d worked because the the ghost designs they felt like they based them more off uh like the, the scooby-doo live action movies yeah. than than like ghostbusters or even the, the ghostbuster cartoon from the 80s but yeah the 3d looked good all right but um moving back to uh gold um, <laughs> the actual good movie that we're talking about right today. so like when you put together good acting and brilliant it's simple score by john williams mm-hmm. you know the story like where 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 john tells steven like, i think i got the i got i got the, the score to the movie and he's just like donna no no and still like that's it really that's not gonna work and he's like no no every time the sharks are donna that's what the audience knows and shit and like well fuck everybody knows that yeah score and it worked it's so good, man. Um, it, it's like the first half of the movie, it does feel like a horror It is a horror movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the second half of the movie, it's, it's like, like an, an adventure. Revenge. Yeah, it's it's like Moby Dick. It's an adventure yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. They blend it in so well. 
How old no. were you when you saw it for the first time then? I was uh, six. Oh, same. Six, six or seven. Yeah. Yeah. We just got a VCR. Yeah, we just got a VCR. And um, oh, nice. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. You know, I don't even know if I saw it on video or maybe it was a late night TV too, because I think it was already on TV at that time. Okay. And I think you could put Jaws on TV, and there's really nothing you have to censor. I don't think they ever censor anything because it's there's like what three gory shots. Quint dies, I guess. That was the leg floating down yeah. after the rowboat, and of course, the scene they put in after because it was like there's one scene missing. We need one more good like jump scare to get the audience, and that's where Dreyfus goes to look at Ben Ben Garner's boat. And he's scuba diving in the water, and the head yeah. pops up yeah, yeah. in the window, and like, man, the audience flipped right the fuck out. That was a really effective scene too. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now the one scene I do remember being freaked out at when I was a kid was when Quint dies. Oh, it's God, that yeah. close-up shot oh, yeah. of him coughing up yeah. blood. That yeah. fucked me up as a kid. Well, um, that, that and and hearing Quint because such a strong character when mm. he, he's like just that 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 high pitched squeal when he gets bit yeah. Yeah. because you know he was like badass quint the whole fucking movie i mean mm-hmm. it was great i love the idea and a smart thing in the writing and I, I think it was in the book too was how chief brody's afraid of the water you yeah. know <laughs> and he took a job on this island but he's like you know nothing ever happens to me i'm a new york cop you know i mean it's it's good and then man when dreyfus goes in the cage you're like ah oh, this is not gonna work well you know yeah you're gonna put that little needle and that shock <laughs> and our shock wait is what is it was it wait you in the cage, cage in the water, a shark in the water. And then Quint just looks at him like, farewell to my dude, <laughs> Spanish lady. And, you know, I think a lot of people would agree if they had to pick one favorite scene in the movie, and it's definitely mine, it has nothing to do with the shark. It's when the three of them are sitting there yeah. yes. after that first night yeah. in the boat, and they're comparing the scars, and they're mm-hmm. drinking, and that's when they get to know what Quint's really all about when he mm-hmm. tells the story of the USS Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And that speech, uh, again, that was a last-minute entry into the movie. Mm. They had sort of hashed it out the night before. Robert Shaw wanted to do it while he was drunk. And of course they did. tried, and it just didn't work. So they did a second time. But in the end, it's, it's weird who took credit for coming up with that scene. I mean, or the, the dialogue, it's kind of back and forth bantered but in the end it, it doesn't matter who actually wrote the damn thing it's the way Robert Shaw delivered it yeah it's just like captivating and I don't know if you guys did you guys ever see Jaws in the re-releases in theaters ever or anything no because no. when he hits that scene man at, there's, you can hear a pin drop in the theater the music's mm. bubbling and building and it's just it's awesome that's why I always appreciate Kevin Smith for paying tribute to that that not the that speech but that actual scene in Chasing Amy where oh, yeah, uh, Jason right. Lee and Ben Affleck and uh, Joey Lauren uh, yes. Adams are sitting around. If you look at that scene, the table they're sitting at, the lamp up top is identical to the one from Jaws. And oh, that's yeah, when they're, that's they're right. comparing like cool. sex uh, injuries on their bodies. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, it's, it's brilliant. Now, if what would have been better is if Smith would have even doubled down and gave one of them like a type of USS Indianapolis speech, but dealing with like uh, sex fatality, and like the camera would have zoomed on Jason Lee's face, You're like, ah, it was 
back in 91, I was driving to drop off the bomb to, you know, and then, and then some, oh, fuck, that would have been brilliant. But um, no, I'm digging too deep. So, you know, I have nothing I can criticize about Jaws. Some people might say, well, the shark looks fake by today's standards, but yeah, well, I think the shark holds up it really well. It still holds up because they didn't show it that much. Yeah. Exactly. The number one scene where we see it is literally, well, obviously when Roy Scheider is scooping the, uh, the chum. And, yeah. and mm-hmm. then, you know, but that shot, like, and can we talk about the amazing, like, vertigo shot of Roy Scheider sitting yes. on the beach yes. after yes. the Kinder kid gets it? Man, I was that for, force perspective shots. Uh, yeah, like yeah. I, I, yeah. It feels almost surreal. It's yeah, awesome. oh yeah, <laughs> that like, is disorienting. It is such a, 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 a what a great image to get us in the mind of Cheap Brody's head right there. Oh yeah, mm. you know, I mean, it was ah awesome, awesome, awesome. What what are your favorite scenes in the movie? I think the opening scene always sits with me. Yeah, just because it's like such an effective, atmospheric way to just kick off the movie. Most of my favorite scenes are actually in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, like you had mentioned, the scene with them on the boat in the second half of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the one kid getting it. Like, that entire that entire sequence is just brilliant. Um, the climax just gets me every single time. Like, I was re-watching it again. It's like, I know exactly how this is going to end, and I'm still on the edge of my seat. Just, <sighs> Yeah. And, you know, I mean, is there a better way to introduce the character Quint than him scraping the chalkboard yes. during the town yeah. meeting? Y'all know who I am. Know <laughs> like, what I do for a living. That that noise bothers the shit uh, out of me, but it works so well in that scene. Well, yeah. you know what's funny is we do our, our nerd shirts here at the shop, right? Mm-hmm. And that all started because the first nerd shirt we ever decided to make, and it was such... that People loved it. It was literally the identical chalkboard drawing that Quint put on the board of the shark with oh, little yeah. man it. Oh, wow. That was our first shirt. That's all it was. And, and people, you either get it or you don't, but yeah. it's a clever shirt. But, man... Everything that comes out of Quint's mouth is a quote, you know, like mm. for three thousand I'll find that check for you. But for ten thousand, I'll catch it. Head, <laughs> tail, the whole damn thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't go shooting poppycocks. This ain't no poppycock in the pond, chief. <laughs> <laughs> like just the shit coming out of his mouth. It's it's brilliant. And like when Quint like seriously goes over the deep end and smashes the fucking radio and Brody's like yes. yeah. Uh yeah, we need help, uh like and they, you know, you're fucking certifiable, Quint. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, the other thing I think that uh, was kind of ad-libbed or, or used more than they wanted to, because again, the shark wasn't working, was the the yellow barrels. The, to, oh, yeah. To, to symbolize, okay, well, we, we can't show the shark, but we want to make sure, like, so the barrels idea was really cool. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I, I don't know, is that, is, that re- was that, is that a real thing? Are they, they caught sharks? Like, I'm... It- I don't know, tire them but out? it seems plausible to me. Yeah, the like, whole... If, maybe not for sharks, but definitely for, like, big Whales. Fish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, I mean, the, the running time of Jaws probably is two hours on the dot, basically. Yeah, yeah it's a pretty and clips mean, along. That's, I know... Yeah. Look, the ending is unrealistic. I think in the of book... Course in, of course in, it is. <laughs> in, in the book, uh, the shark dies. It gets tangled up in, um, in like, a, like, a harpoon and rope or whatever, and, like... Yeah. Shit, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure it, it, yeah, it, it's definitely not what we saw in the movie. And as ridiculous as that would never happen, I think, didn't they test it on Mythbusters back in the day too? Was trying to shoot an oh, uh, uh, oxygen uh, canister? I, I honestly don't remember. Stefan, do you remember if they did that on Mythbusters? I, 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 I seem think to remember so, that yeah. on Mythbusters. Okay. I, I, I don't remember what the result was. Yeah. Uh, 
which leads me to believe it probably isn't possible. <laughs> True, and it's not—it's not like the move. The object is not moving, and you have like one bolt. The thing is half submerged in water, and it's coming at you, and you are on a sinking boat. Yeah, but you know what? Doesn't matter. You fucking Chief Brody, New York Cup's best. He's got this shit, son. And um, here's the thing: like you know, I always forget, and I feel bad because I've seen the movie like hundreds of times. Does Chief, do we actually hear Brody say, smile, you son of a bitch, or do we not hear the bitch because that's when he blows up? You, you don't I, hear the bitch. Right. Oh, I thought we did. See? I, people, I, it's yeah. all, uh, what do you think you heard? I, yeah. I think we faintly start to hear him say bitch, and then the explosion comes in. Yeah. Hmm. Like, yeah. I, I could have sworn I heard him, but yeah. Well, okay. we could watch the scene again. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem I have with no that. No objection to yes, that. Yes, no I have doubt. no objection to rewatching that. <laughs> so, anyways, until Star Wars came along, Jaws was the highest grossing movie of all time. Oh, yeah, um, right, Star Wars. It just kept playing and playing and playing. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a perfect 10 out of 10. It's like, And, uh, you know, it's refreshing just to talk about the movie this way. I, I hate yeah. these structured things. We don't need to beat to death some of the, the fine facts that the, has been done on millions of podcasts. Yeah, I yeah. like this more personal approach. Just, yeah. just, this is why I fucking love the movie, man. Mm-hmm. Just pick oh, random scenes. We don't, we don't describe the plot from beginning to end. We've no. all seen Jaws. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen Jaws, wow. You're six years old. Go yeah. watch Jaws. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> we saw it at six. We're fine. <laughs> so... Obviously, it was inevitable that a sequel was going to be made. Oh, before we do that, I actually oh. have a quick story about the first Jaws. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, uh, keep going. So, I obviously wasn't around when Jaws came up, but my mom was. She was uh, working at a movie theater when she was about 17 when Jaws was coming out. Oh, that's okay. cool, man. Yeah, and uh, she wasn't supposed to go on... Um, when she went on her break, she wasn't supposed to go in the movies, into the movie theaters, I mean. But uh, I guess she had... Ha- she just said fuck it at one point, grabbed an ice cream bar, and just went to watch Jaws because she she didn't know anything about it. She just knew it was a giant shark movie. Yeah, and so she the theater is packed. She like goes by like this row of people to find an empty seat and sits down. And it's right when the shark is like jumping at the screen. Oh, okay. And uh, my mom is not a, a horror person. I don't think she realized what she was getting into. So she like shocks the ice cream bar in just sheer terror and like bolts it out of the theater. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah she will not watch horror movies until this day uh <laughs> wimp. you know very very understandable i, t- I totally get it uh fuck like... you chris <laughs> piece of shit a movie like that just just leaves an impression yeah. it left an impression on a generation of uh, oh, yeah. moviegoers yeah. uh young and old for yeah. sure I think Jaws... Much like the birds, I would say. Yeah, and I think Jaws are the same thing as... It was like the... the that Exorcist. <laughs> you know, this, the Jaws was... after Before Jaws, it was the Exorcist that traumatized people back yeah. then. Mm-hmm. Again, Jaws would be another one of those... Your mom was lucky. It'd be a cool movie to go in a time machine and go back see Jaws mm-hmm. opening night. Mm-hmm. You know, Times Square's New York City or some shit, wherever it was mm-hmm. playing. That'd be great. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, we take things for granted here. Like, I... You know, I, I know it was different back in the 70s. Like... When the movie came out, remember it, it played in areas first. So I wonder how long it took for like Edmonton to get the movie. I don't I think it, I don't think it came out the same day it opened in theaters no. in the U.S. No, right now we're so damn spoiled, but it was a different time back then. Well, we're so damn spoiled, but it's also so damn expensive. Yeah, oh and I, I do love the fact that we caught uh, once you the outdoor screening of Jaws at Sylvan Lake last summer. Oh, they do it every year, I guess. Would be and it was fifteen hundred people packed in that lagoon, oh including my God. us. It was it was pretty cool experience. You bring your own flotation devices and oh nice. Oh yeah, it was it was nuts. Um, so if you ever get a chance to do that, I guess next summer now that would definitely be fun. get on yeah, with it. Would, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, look, I've, you're not going to get me to say one single bad thing about Jaws. It ain't happening. Not doing it. I mean, sure, I could nitpick about 
Nope, nothing. I got nothing. No, no. no. I mean, if, no. do you have anything? Because if you do, you can get the fuck out of my house. No, not really. <laughs> like, oh, I'm, I'm, I, I, this, I don't really have a complaint. It's just an observation that a lot of, like, the uh, social commentary in the first half is kind of gone by the second half, but that's just because now it's three guys on a boat, and what are you going to say about anything? Exactly. Yeah. But uh, I, th- I think it gets the message on, across on that front in the first half anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's like like Kev said, it's, like, as close to you, that you can get to a perfect movie. Oh, fuck yeah, for sure. It's, yeah, it's, and it's especially as for a summer blockbuster. Like, yeah. like that would be created, yes. it, you know? Because, like, Roger Corman said, he goes, you know, we like the, the B movies, like the independent movies for Monster Movies, we're killing it. But then Spielberg comes along and make Jaws, and all Corman said, he's like, well, we're done, boys, because he just yeah. took what should be a B movie, but did something better, bigger, and, and, and good. Yeah. So yeah. we're fucked. And heartfelt, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, like, like the, I go back to that scene with. Um, Roy Schneider and his son. Yeah, yeah. In the, in the kitchen. And again, I think yeah, that yeah. Was, I was ad-libbed again, that one. Really? Was. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. They were making stuff up all over the place. Um, And then after that, not only did we get a whole bunch of fucking Jaws rip-offs, like Orca, Piranha, mm-hmm. the list goes on. We also got Jaws 2! Yes, we did. Um, Stefan, why don't you tell us a little bit about Jaws 2? Jaws again. Uh... So, Jaws 2 came out, uh, when did it came out, come out? 1978. Yep. Sounds about right. Um, and it features uh, Roy Schneider coming back again as Brody. Uh, <laughs> as despite, much as he... Despite, his, despite his, his wishes to very much be left alone. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, Roy Schneider sitting in a, like, in his fucking house or something, and just Universal Executives just staring at him through the window... As Roy Schneider just comes out with like a broomstick or something and just starts wailing the fucking studio executive. <laughs> Get the fuck off my property! I love it. Um, and basically the plot is it's there's just a shark coming back and it's starting to attack people again. It's Jaws again. It's Jaws again. Well, you know, and all the vast oceans. How could there have only been one? <laughs> That's right from the trailer, by the way. Oh yeah, really? Jaws oh. two. It does have um, um, one of the most iconic taglines of yes. all time, which is uh, just when he thought it was safe to go back in the water. Yeah. Yep. Which is great. That is, the that best is thing good. about the movie. Yeah. That is a... Well, you know, okay, so the movie opens up fairly strong with the two scuba divers. I yeah, liked actually. how they found the wreckage of the orca, yep. and yeah. they're taking the pictures, and then, bang. And then the whole uh, the whole movie centers around that camera that they find, because mm. Roy Scheider, now he's going a little bit paranoid, where he automatically assumes it's a shark, you know? Yeah. Where uh, and he's right, but it, it broke my heart to see the character Chief Brody. Remember when he flips out on the beach because he sees the, uh, the, the 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 pool of fish coming, and he yeah. thinks it's a shark. He starts just shooting his gun into the damn <laughs> ocean, it's traumatizing every family around. Like yeah. it's, the, it's the best because the way that scene's cut, like there's just like a kid kind of standing in the water before. Well, yeah, there's like pulls there's his like gun kids... on and starts firing. Oh yeah, and that kid's probably just sitting there shitting himself. <laughs> yeah, so. Like obviously, we obviously know Robert Shaw coming back, and yeah. the other problem is I do believe we talked, but I think Dreyfus was supposed to be back as Hooper. Dreyfus was supposed to be back, but he was in the middle of shooting Close Encounters at the time with Spielberg. That is correct. So mm-hmm. they really had to focus more on Chief Brody, and they had to focus more on his wife. Um, and that was all right. They gave her a bigger role. Yeah. She was part of, like she was uh, part of like investing in this new hotel they were opening up or whatever. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. a big thing. And they focus more on uh, Brody's oldest kid, 
who was him and his sailboating buddies, mm-hmm. which was the big uh, snafu for this one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, kudos to them that they didn't go... They didn't make it the exact same. I'm glad that they at least add, at least they did something sort of different with it. Like, even, like, the, with the climax being a little different. Yeah. Like, I, I, this is this is me trying not to say this is the same movie again. I kind of got the impression of just kind of... Maybe not copy-pasted a lot of beats, but there was a lot of repetition, I felt. Like, oh, it's, even, it's very repetitive, yeah. E- even with, like, Brody being, like, disbelieved by this town council about the, the existence of the shark, like, that felt... A lot like the that was basically the, the exact movie. same thing as the first half of the movie yeah which and you'd why... think the mayor would be like you know what we you were right last time <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we'll you believe would... you again I think he would defer to the expert opinion the guy who blew up a fucking shark but nobody saw it <laughs> and, and, and Dreyfus is and hooper was up was he was up in alaska or whatever that's yeah, why he could yeah, make yeah, it yeah, yeah, so they brought true. back the uh the, the, the female version of him briefly um, and yeah, it was also interesting was uh, Murray Hamilton who played the mayor. He, um, he was at very limited time with him because his wife was actually dying, ca- uh, had cancer at the time. Oh shit. And he had to keep leaving. The irony of that story though is she actually pulled through and lived and Murray Hamilton passed away uh, a couple years later. Oh, that's cancer. extremely unfortunate. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's why he'll always be, the, you know, the best worst mayor, uh, in, in any shark movie. Nobody can replicate, uh, Murray no. Hamilton. No. Uh, my, you know, the weird thing is, like, the the director did say, uh, because now we know what the shark looks like in the first movie, he wanted to go the exact opposite and show the shark as much as possible in this one. Mm-hmm. I get his point, I suppose, but, the, you know, you show it too much, it kind of looks a bit ridiculous. Yeah. I appreciated the, um, water skiing scene. Mm-hmm. Where, where the woman, after she goes, oh my god, there's a shark, and it starts smashing her boat, and she grabs the gasoline and then drops it on herself. And, like, <laughs> and, and she pulls the player gun out. I'm like, how could this go wrong? And, and again, they replicated that whole, like, uh, they replicated that? that vertigo shot again oh, with yeah. the, uh, the old woman who sees the thing blow up. Yeah. And she's like, whoa, what's that all about? Well, I mean, I would say the same thing if I saw someone pour gasoline on themselves yeah. alongside shark. She never saw the shark, though, right? That's why, yeah. again, nobody believed Brody, as always. In fact, Brody, uh, even when he showed them, that when they recovered the camera, and you could, he's convinced that's a shark's eye. That mm. is a shark's eye, because they got the picture, and no one believed him. And Brody just fucking, you know, goes off the deep end, I suppose, when he's meeting with the mayor and the, the city council town. And they, they well, he fire breaks him. into the meeting, yeah. Yeah, he breaks <laughs> the meeting, and then uh, they're like, well, chief, we didn't want to tell you this now, but um, you're fired. We're letting you go. That's what you get for pointing a gun while small children are running out of this fucking lake. Yeah. Because you thought you saw a shark that was actually just fish. And then I always love seeing Chief Brody drunk. Uh, you know, so he comes stumbling home and his wife has to deal with him after he got fired and shit. But um, that reminds me, I, I, I missed my favorite, one of my favorite lines from part one is where a very cool moment to him and his wife. He's like, so... Uh, Want to get drunk and fool around? Oh, that's a, that's a great line. That's, that's, a, that's a sign of a loving couple. <laughs> so then we get into the obvious trope where, like, even though he's been forbidden to go sailing with his buds because of his dad and the, the shark obsession, you know, of course, of course, Mike's going to sneak off. No, is, of Mike, he is. is Mike the yeah. oldest one? Sean or Sean? No, Sean's no, Mike, the younger Sean's one. Sean's the younger one. Yeah, right. Sean's and, of course, Sean one. goes too, right? So here's where, like, I got a little bit disappointed because I'm thinking, okay, there's, like, what? 12 kids out there, man, this could be a massive body count. Yeah. They're going to up the ante with the slaughter. And not a single one dies. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. That, that, remember that couple goes up, and actually the dude oh, dies yeah. pretty brutally. And, oh, yeah. yeah, right. Or his acting was great, because 
when, you know, he falls in the boat and the girlfriend sees, shark, swim, Eddie, swim faster. And when he's, like, grabbing onto the thing and he's, like, hyperventilating and shit. Oh, and then yeah, when the right. shark finally pulls him and it breaks the board right off, yeah, yeah. that was that, super cool. That was cool. Okay, yeah, there was that. There was, I think, one or two others. But then after that, nobody else dies. Yeah, there's actually only one more after that. And that would be the awesome helicopter scene. Yes. Oh, yeah. Where, he's, yeah. where at first it looks like the helicopter is going to rescue them. For some mm. reason, I thought that was in Jaws 3. Like, I watched Jaws 2 and 3 back to back. So ah. it's all kind of melding in. Yeah. Um, no, no, Jaws 2 had the helicopter okay, thing, yeah. which was like, boy, that shark really propelled out of the water for that <laughs> one. But, uh, you know, kudos. Like, got a lot of impulse. I don't know how. Yeah, kudos kudos to Bruce the shark. It yeah. did a good job. He's got uh, good core strength. Yeah. yeah, he does. Yeah, he's great. And I also dug the fact to make the shark look different after the whole blowing up of the boat earlier in the incident, he caught fire, so he had the scars on his face yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yes. So, like, that was kind of cool. And they obviously set up how they're going to kill the shark. This one early in the movie when they're when they're go trolling for stuff in the ocean, and they accidentally pull up the giant power cord. Like, whoa, yeah. whoa, put that down. That gives yeah. power to the whole island. Like, yeah, hmm, I'm sensing that could be a foreshadowing moment. Well, they right did there. that too with the gas tanks in Jaws, yeah. Jaws yeah. One, where they're like, oh no, yeah. don't touch those. Yeah, damn it, Brody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Blow us all up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah no doubt. Um, so in the end, you know, they, they find the surviving girl from her boyfriend that was just killed. Yeah. They phone it in. Oh my God. Cheap. I do it. Right. Shark. Boom. Let's go rescue the boys. And then, uh, you know, Brody being a man of action, um, grabs that paddle, finds <laughs> that power bar, starts vibrating on it, get that shark to charge him. And then somehow he survives. I don't even know how the fuck that's yeah, possible. I don't know how that fuck Cause happened. literally he kind of pushes away, tosses this power cord in the shark's mouth. But Brody, you're still in the water, dude. Like, <laughs> shouldn't shouldn't there be like like hundreds of little fishies like going blue? Like you know, like you telling me water is a conductor? No, would salt anyone, water. Would anyone have killed to have seen, like after Brody drops it and falls in, like just him float up with the rest of the other fish? Yeah, just like a bunch of like a like a school of fish, and then there's Chief Brody's corpse, like completely unceremonious. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just not just silence. <laughs> I wonder, like, yeah, no, he probably was like, I'll come back to the movie, but without Dreyfus, you can't kill me off now, man. I'm yeah. like last man standing. What are you gonna do? Just have a movie about like if I die, about my widow's obsession about sharks, and it's gonna be her fighting a shark when I'm. Oh, never mind. All right, <laughs> that seems oddly specific. That's, yeah, that sounds yeah. like a rather good film. Um, yeah. Didn't um, if I remember reading this on IMDb, didn't. Uh, wasn't Roy Scheider supposed to be in the Deer Hunter or something? And yes. he ended up dropping out of that. He was. And the studio was like, okay, well, if you do Jaws 2, then we'll leave you alone. Yeah. 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 I think, uh, that was back in the day when guys were contracted to do yep. more movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have as many, much, much freedom and stuff. Mm-hmm. Roy Scheider's a great actor, man. It's, mm-hmm. it's like he always played kind of second fiddle to like, like he was in The French Connection with Gene yep. Hackman. But when you think about Gene, he was a marathon man with um, uh, Dustin Hoffman. Yep. Another great movie, right? Um, yeah. He was fantastic in Sorcerer as well. Yes, dude. Billy Freakin'. Yep. Uh, Blue Thunder. Guilty Pleasure right here. And All That Jazz. Yeah. That is such a good movie. Have yeah. you seen All That Jazz, Stefan? No, I've not. You will love All That Jazz. Okay. Um, I th- I think that's my favorite Roy Scheider performance, actually. Yeah, and He's obviously, really good I can't fault Dreyfus for doing third close encounters. I mean, no, he basically stuck with Spielberg, right? He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, of course I'm going to go back with Steve. You know. Speaking of uh, Spielberg, one of my favorite things about this movie, and of course it's something that's not related to the actual movie because this movie is boring and doesn't interest me, <laughs> is, uh, is um when uh after when the first Jaws was I guess doing 
it's 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 run and spielberg got interviewed at the san francisco film festival in 75 and uh asked about a sequel to jaws and he called sequels a hackneyed carney trick makes sense said steven spielberg <laughs> said steven indiana jones in the kingdom of the crystal skull spielberg yeah. well you know yeah. also it's uh to this day shocking how jaws got nominated for best picture but it spielberg was. did not get nominated for best director that's bullshit that was yeah. brutal especially yeah. how old was he when he made it 25 24 he was 26. young 26. 26 okay i knew he was around yeah. there i mean that's some um, that's some bullshit right there mm-hmm. so you know look in the end Look, any movie that's going to follow Jaws as a sequel, it's yeah. going to be... underwhelm. Yeah, it's going to underwhelm. <laughs> but, you know, as years have gone on, and more sequels have come out, uh, you look back at Jaws 2, because Roy Scheider's in it, because Murray Hamlet, there's some connection to the first one, to a certain degree, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, overall, I'll give it a solid... Uh, I don't know, five and a half, six out of ten. Like, I still give it a passing grade for what it is, as a sequel, you know? Yeah. It's if it's on TV, sure, why not? I might fast forward through some of the, the parts, but yeah. overall, it, it's got some entertaining moments. Without Dreyfus and Shaw back, and, and the element of surprise too. Now you're not surprised anymore. Now you no. you know. But the reason I had to think about giving it a six because then I thought, what came after that movie? <laughs> and in 1983. Well, Kev, before we uh, go into Jaws three, we should uh, quickly see Stefan. Would you recommend Jaws two? Oh no. yeah, I I. I I think I kind of hate oh, it. Oh, I forgot about <laughs> recommending. Yeah, sorry. That's okay. Yeah. That's out. okay. You can hate it. You can yeah. Do I, I, I don't know how you can hate it. Like, I could see you not like it. Maybe you don't like it. But, like, hate, I usually I, use I, that for movies that, like, really I, anger me. Like, Jaws 3. Let me, let me rephrase that. Like, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen, obviously. Like, it's it's. I don't oh, even think it's, it's like... about okay, but I hated watching it. Like, okay. It was it was ex- I was extremely bored just because I think it f- repeated too much of the same beats. No. Uh, I uh, I didn't really find the the kids super interesting. Yeah. That no, was, oh, right. except for Keith Gordon who go- went on to be in Christine. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Have you seen uh, Christine? No, I've not, but I know who Keith Gordon is. Uh, oh goody. And um, there's no real reason to watch it, like aside from some cool shark fighty moments yeah uh well, and the water skiing scene yeah, yeah the water yeah, skiing, water skiing scene's pretty good yeah. but um yeah overall i don't i don't really recommend it maybe find a compilation of the shark attacks yeah yeah um, yeah. I think we're, um, yeah what yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the climax of jaws 2 is entertaining as fuck um the shark attack scenes are entertaining as fuck mm-hmm. i don't know how many times i can say fuck since we're underneath the daycare center you're fine <laughs> you're in the video store it protects all how, how soundproof is the is the wall it's pretty soundproof. Oh, good. <laughs> then I fucking love Just. <laughs> there you go. You know what? No, no, I, I don't fucking love Just. It's um, it's fine. Yeah, it's that's the F word you were looking for. That's the F word I was looking for. Not fuck. It was fine. Yeah, man, Jaws two was fuck, man. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's it's completely fine. No, it's not my favorite Jaws movie. It's actually probably my second least favorite, just because it doesn't do a whole lot for me. Yeah, fair enough. Um. You guys will be surprised yeah, at what my second favorite one is. Oh, no, I, I know where you're going with this. We'll, we'll yeah. get there. But we'll get there. Um, but before we do, I think we should take a short break, a short intermission. Yeah, we're halfway through uh, the, the movie talk, so uh, do you have hey. an extra cigarette in you? I'm out. Oh, yeah, I do. Okay. Okay, good. Um, this is coming out of your paycheck, Kev. God damn it. <laughs> so, we're back. Chris. I hope you enjoyed that, yeah? Chris, I think we're alone now. I think we're alone now. Is it time we make love? <laughs> um, so, Stefan, tell us about Jaws 3. 
I promise you'll get to introduce a good movie soon. Oh, uh, no, I won't. <laughs> Sorry, fucking... Jaws 3D. You can only call it Jaws 3D. Jaws 3D is the, um, the second sequel to the first Jaws, and it stars a coked-up Dennis Quaid <laughs> as uh, Brody's son, who uh-huh. now works as, like, a architect or engineer or something at SeaWorld yeah. in Florida, and where he works with his girlfriend or partner or something while his younger brother comes to visit. And while they're there, the park is opening a new underwater exhibit called the Underwater Kingdom. And surprise, surprise, a shark breaks in and, well, I mean, there's a couple more added wrinkles. But the, but the gist of it is that a shark breaks into the park. And it's a, it's a mother-child pair of sharks this time. And, uh, did you like it? No, I hated it. It's fucking garbage. <laughs> Kevin, did you like it? All right. So, uh, did you quickly touch on the fact that originally they pitched Jaws three? It was meant to be Jaws, a spoof. Yeah, it was Jaws, be Jaws three. Yeah, that's right. That's zero. Right. Yeah, because yeah. uh, Maddie Simmons and John Hughes were actually pitching that. Yeah, and then uh, they they vowed against it. Now, the plot you described, technically, that should be an interesting movie. The Sea World setup was it's, great. Yeah, it, it, I mean, as far as sequel setups go, like that's probably one of the better. And ones. And then obviously we're talking the summer eighty three. So uh, or eighty. Yeah, 83, yeah. but it started in 82, but the comeback of 3D was, was big at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, Frost yeah. Amityville, uh, My... Space Hunter, like, all these movies were coming out in 3D back then, and so Jaws 3D, natural fit, perfect. Yeah. That's it. That, um, so on paper, yeah. it's not a bad idea uh, yeah. for a summer fun movie. And you had upcoming stars. You had Dennis Quaid in it as mm-hmm. Mike, the oldest brother. Mm-hmm. You had Leah Thompson in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was barely in it, but she was in it. And you had uh, hot off his Oscar performance from Officer and a Gentleman, yes. Lou Gossip Jr. as the guy oh, right. who, who ran the, uh, the the park. Ran the park, yeah. yeah, yeah. So who, all... in his best performance, I think by far. And the weird thing is, uh, talk with Chris. You know, I said the reason why my biggest bitch about Jaws three is it's boring. It's, it's like, boring. The as first shit. the yeah. first half is so fucking. Like, nothing happens. They introduce the characters. Uh, the actors have not much good dialogue to work with. No. Um and. I swear it felt like Jaws 3 had the lowest body count. Like, it just... Like, again, there was so much potential. Oh, yeah. For, like, yeah. carnage everywhere. The setup about the baby shark. Oh, no, we got the baby shark, and they try to, you know, keep it healthy and shit, and it dies. Well, Mama's pissed off now. Now, now they're starting to give the sharks a lot of personality. They're yeah. Turning them into less of just a, a, a fish, a creature in the sea to revenge vigilante justice <laughs> uh, you know thank god still, like the mama couldn't use a gun i mean it mowed down everybody in that park imagine imagine death wish but with a shark mm-hmm. yeah that's Ima- what it could have been imagine that like well what is it like a julia roberts movie that just came out like peppermint or whatever that was jennifer garner that, was that jennifer but with a shark no, I was I was gonna go. Imagine the forgotten about '90s gem, Eye for an Eye, with Sally Field, where Keeper Sutherland kills her daughter, but yeah. she's gonna get him no matter what. I'm that with a with, with a shark. <laughs> imagine, oh god, imagine Taken, but with a shark. Oh, but, but the it, shark it, has to be voiced by Liam Neeson. But it, it would only work I'd if the baby it. shark wouldn't have died, and then the sharks have been re- reunited at the end. Yeah, like, yeah. The shark dies. That's yeah, yeah. So I'm sure you don't need me to tell you this. Sharks do not actually bring up their young. They're, they're, the young are on their own when they're, when they're born. Uh, other things that Jaws 3D taught us was that sharks can somehow swim backwards. Oh, um, yeah. That's yeah. not a thing. That's, not, that's definitely definitely not, a thing. not a thing. I, I think that Jaws 3D is the best fucking nature documentary I've ever seen. Mm. Fuck planet Earth. Shove it up your ass. Jaws 3D. 
Uh, also, uh, I believe the the model of uh, the shark in the third was the fattest uh, shark out of the th- like uh, out of the movies. Like he was really wide this time. Yeah, but and, um, felt smaller though. It uh, also had I can't remember the actor's name. He passed away very young, actually, of HIV. But the the actor who played the um, the shark uh, hunter dude. Oh, the, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. He was also in the TV show Manimal. Manimal from the eighties, short lived oh show. <laughs> <laughs> Simon something was his name. Maybe that was the character's name. Anyways, I've not heard that word. The uh, in so long. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm here to, to make you feel like nostalgic or something that maybe you weren't even alive when that I show feel was something. on. Yeah, <laughs> Manimal, check it out. It's awesome. And the other obviously badly dated thing in this movie is the 3D effects. Oh my god! Because <laughs> most of us will not watch the movie 3D. It's on TV. You'll see it in 2D, so you know what's supposed to be in 3D. And you're just like, oh my god. Yeah. This is Actually, like. The, you, you know what really made me tell what was supposed to be in 3D? Mm. Was the video quality itself. Yeah. Because it got really mm. fucking grainy. Yeah. yeah. It gets super fucking grainy. Like the, I, When the shark is about to smash the window in the under, yeah, under, underwater yeah. thing, and everybody's mm. looking in slow motion, and here it comes, and boom, and... This, it looks like trash. <laughs> I, I'm, it starts to get really noticeable when like they have the really long like long drawn out shots of yeah. just like something like kind of slowly coming at the screen, and... and Okay, well, this is obviously meant to be like a tech demo. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And the first hint is like when the the shark eats a fish at the beginning of the and the head just like kind of spins on screen for like yeah, three was, hours. I'm sure you know what <laughs> uh, if you if, I'm sure if you talk to somebody that saw it in theaters back in '83, I'm sure it looked cool. I'm like, yeah, Maybe, it, you yeah. Know, it was not a good movie, but it looked cool. And uh, you know, again, the the body count was well. I, I guess I felt the 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 the, the hunter guy. He kind of dies like Quint does, where he's yeah. trapped in that like he can't get out. The shark keeps him closer, and it's like the most slowest way to get eaten eaten by the shark. You know, he's like pushing against the shark's like <laughs> yeah. mouth, like don't slip, but he gets sucked in. Which leads us to how they actually kill the shark, which was hilarious because his fucking his arm is dangling. Yeah, in the mouth. <laughs> he has the grenade. The grenade. <laughs> It's fucking hilarious. And, you know, Dennis, Dennis <laughs> Quaid. Shit, the fuck? <laughs> like it, and you know, the, we're we're naming the entertaining stuff, and we, we've already covered all of it in thirty seconds. Yeah, <laughs> you, you have an hour and forty two minutes of, of nothing, and honestly, I, I I still feel the movie feels like a two and a half hour movie, and not not for the right reasons. It's yeah. just boring, and which is why I think me and my man here we're gonna like when we get we're gonna come to the defense of the the following sequel very yes. much so yes yeah. we will but before we go on to that i want to talk about how my favorite subgenre of horror is the shitty sequel and remake in 3d and it always has to be part three and it mm-hmm. almost yeah um well yeah because otherwise the name just doesn't exactly, exactly. Like friday the 13th part 3 3d which is the most redundant name i've ever fucking heard in my life um mm-hmm. Amityville 3D. Amityville 3D yeah. um, Piranha if, 3 Double D. Uh, Piranha 3D actually is the third one in the Piranha franchise, I guess. Even what? though it's well, technically it's a remake. remake so, it's yeah. technically a remake, but fuck it. Um, My Bloody Valentine 3D is a masterpiece. Because <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. I love that shit so much. Like, there's very few remakes that I actually kind of enjoy. But I kind of liked My Bloody Valentine 3D just for how, like... I really dug My Bloody Valentine 3D. That like, movie is a, so like, underrated. It's so over the top, and I love it. And it's a good remake. It, it is. really is, because you have Tom Atkins in it. It's awesome. Yes, and um, this was also at the time when, like, um, the two guys from Supernatural were in two different yep. remakes of very popular IPs. Friday and uh, My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, exactly. Actually, and they came out within a month of each other, too. That's true. And uh, the thing about My Bloody Valentine, that was when we were still, 3D was, was new again for us. It was yeah. right around Avatar yeah. time, right? This was so before Avatar. You're actually. right. And, uh, no, that, 
And God bless that actress that was like straight up butt naked for like 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That was unreal. And the gore was surprisingly effective. Like, the gore was great, yeah. Yeah, no, My Bloody Valentine 3D, like, check it out, man. Like, um, the original will always be a, a personal Canadian favorite of mine for all time, but they, they did a respectable job, for sure. I, I also strongly recommend Piranha 3D. Yeah, the, I, the I first love, one's fun. Yeah, the first one is so fun. Jerry O'Connell getting his dick bit off is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, all I think... Eli Roth getting his head smashed. Yep. That was pretty yep. cool. That's great. Yeah, the, the gore effects were bananas. Like KMB went above and beyond the Call oh, of Duty. Oh, you bet they did. Yeah, and and of course <laughs> there is a Jaws connection because even though they don't say his name, Richard Dreyfuss's character oh, yeah. is yes. meant to be Hooper. He's yeah, even humming right. the song that they were saying on the damn boat. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Richard Dreyfuss is in that. So is Christopher Lloyd for some reason. Yeah, he brought his everyone fucking shows zany up shenanigans and uh, yeah. I wouldn't mind another movie, maybe bringing back the whole Sea World bit thing. Because again, that was a that was a wasted chance, wasted oh, opportunity. Oh, it's a wasted opportunity for sure. Like I like the underground tubes and underwater tubes and shit. And when they see the shark, like that, oh, that came well. But I, I yeah. guess in a weird way, some of these have kind of done it. Like Deep Blue Sea kind of took fun with that. Deep um, Blue Sea is awesome. It's it so is underappreciated. Yeah, it's not a good movie, but fuck, is it ever entertaining? Didn't uh, wasn't there like a piranha movie at a at a water park? Uh, that's right. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna bring that's that one piranha up too. Three Double D. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one was from the director of Beast. Uh, Best part was Bing Rames and his mechanical legs, because he lived somehow. Um, You know what really disappoints me about Jaws 3D, though? Hmm. Okay, so you know how we set... Oh my god, that's Kyle McLaughlin. Sorry. Yep, this is the hidden. Um, Awesome movie. Kev's got the TV going on, so I'm like kind of watching the trailers at the same time as talking. I just saw Kyle McLaughlin fell in love. Yeah. But... And he was playing at what seems to be an FBI agent again. Yes. This was in between Blue Velvet and, and Twin, Twin Peaks. Peaks. Yep. Fuck yeah. What a guy. Anyway, so keep that in. Anyway, <laughs> the worst part about Jaws 3D is, like you said, it's fucking boring, but the best part about Jaws is the human interaction stuff and, like, the characters yeah. themselves. Yeah. The worst part about this is the amount of human interaction the characters themselves because they're all so fucking stupid and they're boring. one-dimensional yeah. cook... Well, Lou Gossett Jr. tried to bring well, something. He was... Well, there wasn't enough of him, though, because he, no. he was really over the top and well, charismatic. Well, yeah, Lou, Lou, Lou Gossett Jr. is great in it mm-hmm. because he's just kind of... He doesn't give a shit, and that's the highlight of the movie is just him not giving a shit. Yeah, it's like he had won the Oscar, so yeah. this was his paycheck movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that that's fine because another certain actor won an Oscar and yes, a yes. movie. Um, none of us like Jaws three. It's time no. to talk about Jaws: The Revenge for the next hour. Yeah, <laughs> I got customers. I can't talk that long about it, but yes. So I'm going to talk about the greatest movie of all time: Jaws: The Revenge. Real the quick. one that killed the franchise. You mean yeah, the one I, that yeah. saved the franchise <laughs> by killing it? Interpretation is a funny thing, I suppose. But history is written by the winners. So. Mercy kills our thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Maybe they stopped making it because Jaws Revenge. How can you top that? You can't exactly, top it. Exactly. Like that was it. That's it. We, well, we outdid Spielberg. We're good. Yes. <laughs> um, All right. So Jaws great. Revenge, nineteen eighty-seven. Yes. This will be the last entry in the Jaws franchise, and ironically, the first one to come out on DVD. Yeah. Yeah, this would be the last one. Uh, if you do not include the Japanese movie Jaws 5, a.k.a. Psycho Shark, which I have here at the shop. Oh, I've never oh, seen that. It's not very good. Oh, okay. <laughs> the plot in a hand... It's, <laughs> the plot. <laughs> the plot. <laughs> I right. love the plot. <laughs> so, 
So Chief, Chief Brody has passed away from no, uh, a heart He died attack. of fear. Yes, fear. Apparently. He died of fear of the shark. According to his widow, he died of fear. <laughs> Which fucking shark? Yeah. Yeah, could have been, oh. been shark two. Maybe he got a phone call after the SeaWorld incident. And, uh, and Dennis Quaid was like, Dad, uh, guess what? I, I got to blow up a shark. Yeah, it was great. I'm just like you now, Dad, and suddenly the PTSD just killed him. Yeah, do so they, for some reason... Do you think, uh, sorry, do you oh think no. he like, answered a phone call and like it was just dead air on the other end? And it's like, oh shit, that's a shark. Because sharks can't talk, in the, talk on land. <laughs> no, all. It's, no, it'll be like the end of... Or it'll be like the beginning of it, Chapter 2. I got a funny feeling because this trader reel goes in year order. There's yeah. going to be a trader for Jaws 3 coming up here. Any, or Jaws 4. Any second. Oh, God. Because we're in 1987. Oh, just, just keep... There it is! Yes! yes! Woo! What, what time? Beautiful. What time? Are you... Wait. Turn on the volume. Turn on the volume. God damn it. Yes! Yay! Woo! It's mystery. Fucking come on. <laughs> <laughs> a vague uncertainty, a sense of intrusion into an alien world, where man is unwelcome and completely at the mercy of the most terrifying predator on earth. Man's deepest fear has risen again. Jaws, the revenge. This time. It's personal. <laughs> um, that was so not planned. That was just like that so was great. Oh, that was fucking that was beautiful. Great. That was fantastic. So yeah, we're listing. I got this. I got this Blu-ray collection here at the shop, and it's every horror movie trailer from 1980 to 89. So it's about eight and a half hours long. And literally, what are the odds that that trailer comes on as we're right, talking about? Talking about <laughs> All right. So basically, <clears throat> getting back. Yeah, the plot of Jaws is, and the thing is, the youngest brother, Sean, Chief Brody's youngest kid, even though he's witnessed shark attacks in Jaws 1, Jaws 2, Jaws 3, mm. decides to move back home to Amity and become a, the, the sheriff, taking over his dad, yeah. which is fine, except he's still going in the water, and on Christmas Eve, on that fateful night, the shark finds him. A shark finds him. We assume it's related to the other sharks somehow. I don't know. Yeah, fucking who knows. We don't know. <laughs> so he dies, unfortunately. Actually, it was a pretty brutal scene. His death yeah. scene was like when his arms ripped off and then like nobody yeah. could hear him yeah. and the carolers are singing and shit. Mm-hmm. And that water was cold because it was wintertime and mm-hmm. shit. I, that I actually fucked me up when I was like, what was that, 12? I was 11 when that movie came out. Anyways, so obviously the mom is totally freaked out and like, that's it. She's lost her banana mind. But at the same time, uh, her oldest son, Mike, now played by Lance Guest, formerly from The Last Starfighter in Halloween 2, he uh, has taken over the the, uh, the amazing role that uh, Dennis uh, Quaid did earlier. Yeah, Dennis mm-hmm. Quaid's exceptional fucking performance, right? Yeah, yeah. for sure. But I'm sure he doesn't remember. And he is, <laughs> I believe he's basically like a marine biologist, uh, and yeah. he works oh, out. Oh, so he's Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See? So he works down the it was it's Caribbean Islands where he yeah, works, right? Bahamas. With his Bahamas. best bud in the world, Mario Van Peebles. <laughs> Peebles. And uh, by the way, Mario Van Peebles, amazing director. You're going to make such awesomeness as New Jack City, which is like one of my favorites of all time. And he directed, and he's the son of Melvin Van Peebles, who made a sweet, bad, bad, badass, badass song. And then Mario was also in Highlander 3 as the mm-hmm. villain. Very cool. Made up for Highlander 2. 
not anything can make up for Highlander too. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, no, Ariel Van Peebles, but they gave him this ridiculous Jamaican accent, which is, uh, um, the thing is it's, it's supposed to be a Bahamian accent. Is it? Yeah. But it just sounds like a really bad Jamaican yeah, accent. Yeah. It sounds like it, it's, it's, it's a parody accent. So anyways, so Mike convinces his mom, listen, mom, you gotta get out of Amity, you know, like let's, let's, let's get your mind off of the shark attacks and your dead husband, your dead son. And let's take you somewhere else where there's an ocean of water around where we live, <laughs> you know, uh, but at least it's sunny, you know, that makes sense. But which brings us, and she agrees, but she's still like convinced that like, she's like, you've got to quit your job. I know you do for a living and there's water and shit. And he's like, mom, we're in the Caribbean. There's just no great white sharks in this. There's water. only just a shitload of water to, yeah. F- further reinforce the sharks the don't swim in fresh water. They're not going to swim there. Which uh, leads us to one of the greatest performances in cinematic history. In order to get to the island, they have to take a plane. And who pilots that plane? Michael fucking Kane. Oscar award winning. He won Michael that. He Kane. won that Oscar Michael while Kane. he was shooting the fucking movie too. Yeah, he yeah. couldn't even be. Yeah, he couldn't even be there because he was shooting Jaws: The Revenge. Yeah, and he won it for Hannah and her sisters. Yep. And uh, well, Mike Kane years later would say, "Look, some movies you do for the prestige." And um, I wanted to, it was a movie that was being filmed in the Caribbean island. It's like a vacation to me and I wanted to buy a new house. Yeah, so, I think the actual quote is something along the lines of, I haven't seen Jaws the Revenge, but I've seen the house it built me. Yes, that's, great. that's a great quote. It's, yeah. Um, I haven't seen Jaws 4. I've heard it's terrible, but I have seen the house it bought me and it's terrific. Yeah, oh, that's it. That, that's <laughs> such a good quote. Um, that should be hanged up. That should be, like, be something you see on a fucking wall somewhere just on a poster yeah that, actually i think i want to because tonight i love michael kane but i love his character's name hoagie what a yes. great name <laughs> so hoagie i is, too like it when michael kane's characters are named after sandwiches yeah so hoagie like you know he's as the movie goes on he's definitely trying to to help uh cheap brody's widow uh you yeah. know get, get her get her get her life back together and give her some laughs and shit but of course mike the oldest son he doesn't like Hoagie because he, he he likes Hoagie enough to like have a drink with him and shit, but no no good for his mom because he's a possible degenerate gambler. He might have a drinking problem, and he's a womanizer. Oh, so millennial? No, he's Michael Caine from the seventies. But you know, what's the difference? Yeah, fair enough. But uh, no, so right off the bat, you could tell my Caine's having way too much fun with this oh, role. Like yeah. he's. He's trying because he's such a good actor that he he's just having fun. He knows yeah, yeah. exactly what movie he's in. Mm-hmm. He you know, just I, doesn't care. I feel bad for Lance Guest who has to play it play it dead straight as the son mm-hmm. and try and and the actress who played his wife too. She's like the big uh, art stealer. She yeah, makes the yeah, wel- yeah. welder. Yeah, and then you know then they they have the granddaughter there and then you know so and then Mario Van Peebles and shit. Anyways. So one day, fucking Mike and uh, and and Mary Van Peebles, they're uh, doing their job, and lo and behold, holy shit, a great white shark has shown up in the Caribbean islands. So instead of doing the sensible thing and telling his mom, holy shit, mom, you were right, there's a fucking shark. How's that possible? Nah, let's not tell her because I want to study this shark. <laughs> I mean, it'll be a good grant money application thing, right? Yeah. Uh, you continue with the plot, guys. Um. Oh do you, shit. What yeah, plot? the fact that, that well, we'll, we'll, we'll explain the whole plot to the end, and then we'll we'll break it down. What we and, like. Okay. And the fact that like the shark like tracked them down, like hunted them down. That's why he's there. Yeah. And every oh, now and then, like Jesus she would look Christ. out in the ocean at night, and the music would go. <laughs> and like the shark is like staring at her, like 
I'm out here. I'll see you soon. It's just like in Halloween when Jamie Lee Curtis looks out the window and sees Michael Myers. And you know, the, the shark is kind of like, uh, uh, the shark is like Darth Vader at the end of Return of the Jedi. Stay with me here. Um, so no, no, I'm completely where, where like Darth is like telling Luke, you know, you have to join the dark side. And then when Darth looks at Luke, he's like, well, perhaps you cannot hide forever. If you, ah, you have a sister. Well, if you will not join the dark side, perhaps she will. Now, take that analogy, put it in Jaws of Revenge, and Bruce the shark's floating out there going, I know you want to come back in the water, but perhaps if you won't, maybe your granddaughter will. <laughs> and then he goes for the granddaughter, that, that, that banana tube thing. She gets away. Unfortunate woman dies. Uh, with by the way, the shark looks phonier in '87 oh. than it did in '75. Somehow, it's like, like zippers and shit. On I it. think they just used the same Bruce model and just repainted it, or so. I don't know. Maybe, it looked yeah. look terrible. Anyways, so he he wins. She goes out on a, on a hunt on her own on the boat and shit, and uh, she's gonna hunt that son of a bitch down. And thanks to Mike, who invented this brilliant technology <laughs> that, with the uh, frequency waves yes. that upset yeah. shark senses and shit, makes it sound like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, like yeah. howling. Yeah, yeah. Um, the nature documentary that is Jaws the Revenge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course, she goes out on her own and shit, and like Mike's like, oh shit, mom's gone, and I, I should have told her about the shark, but oops, too late now. Anyways, so Hoagie's fuck her, like, fuck her if she can't take a joke, right? Hoagie's like, don't worry, boys, I got a plane, let's go. And and uh, Hoagie somehow lands his plane yep. into the uh, where, where she is. She's <laughs> pursuing this shark, and then um, uh, at first, it so that they they get on the boat. Hoagie looks like he won't make it, but yeah. it's Michael Caine, so he gets on the boat too. And then the first one to looks like he dies, and this is actually a, a trivia thing with the movie, of course. Is uh, they're, they're using a sonar sensor to fuck up the shark and shit, and but it leaps out and it gets uh, Mario Van Peebles and it snatches him in his mouth and it drags him under the water. There's blood everywhere, and we're like, oh, he's dead. Yeah. Or is he? Um, so, oh, I gotta let you have the honors. How tell the audience how they kill the shark? You know what, Stefan? I feel bad for you. No, no, no I you, made no, 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 no. It's meant to be. Also, no. I don't really remember. I, Kev. You're the guest of honor. All right. I, I feel bad that I just made Stefan describe two and three. In the most ridiculous yet brilliantly mind-melting fashion, the frequencies are going so heavy yep. and hard, the shark keeps howling and splashing out of the I water, remember that. and they got yep. the boat in full ram mode. Oh, my and then God! They, and they just <laughs> blows up. It's basically a spear. It's a pointy spear. They literally stab the fucking shark. (laughs) And then, in an utter move of editing brilliance, it blows up. (laughs) And when the corpse of it floats down, they just inserted footage from the original (laughs) Jaws movie. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. (laughs) Fucking... Brilliant. I I was thinking that when I watched. I was like, is that just the same footage? (laughs) Just when you think that's the end, it can't get any more ridiculous... Who floats back up after we just saw him get bitten in half? Mario Van Peebles. Yeah. He's alive. Because the test audience is back in 87, out of all the problems of that movie, they said, we don't want him to die. And they <laughs> filmed another version of him living. Didn't they reshoot <laughs> the fucking ending like five days after the movie came out or something like that? Yeah, the test screening or yeah. whatever, yeah. That's, That's because when it when it hit VHS, if you load on the cover, it says the version you never saw in theaters. Yes. Yes. So in the theaters, I believe he dies. And and then okay after the after like the sharks and everything's 
uh, she, her fear is cured. Like, it was yeah. a perfect therapy yeah. session for her. Mm-hmm. You know, who needs well, psychiatrist and, and... When you and, can and, just stab and, a shark and blow it you up. Gotta, you gotta face your fears, and that's what people don't understand the brilliance of this movie. This it's, called the, it's called yeah. the Revenge. And people thought it was the revenge because the shark wants revenge. No, it's it's Chief Brody's widow wants revenge. Yeah. And she gets it. She stabs that fucker and blows him up with technology that still hasn't been invented to this day, apparently. But, um, <laughs> like... So it's the best movie ever made. It's, yeah. it's Jaws Revenge is a bad movie. But it's, it's so entertainingly bad. Yeah. It's my... It's our... I think it's our second favorite Jaws movie. Yeah, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, easily. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Like, I, I only own two Jaws movies. Because even... only two Jaws movies. Even <laughs> the, 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 the melodramatic scenes with, with the mom, because I, I don't know if her heart was into this movie when she read the script, because <laughs> uh, she... Debatable. ...is so over the top in her performance. It's uh, it's, it's awesome, though. It, it, it works. And, again, Michael Caine... Every time he's on the screen, he just brings levity to this movie. Or brevity. Um, Is it brevity or levity? I don't know. Either one would Me, be English, welcome. not so good at times. <laughs> but uh, no, Jaws the Revenge is just, it's a masterpiece in a craptacular era of movies that sucked when they came out, but here we are now. Why, why haven't we talked about the best performance in the entire movie? The shark? Which is the shark as a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, they really up the end of that. Spiel- the shark roars! Yeah, I mean... So, like, I don't know who needs to hear this, but sharks don't make noise. No. <laughs> and look, Spielberg subtly did it in the original, but that was actually an inside, like, uh, Easter egg. That was... He took the sound from Duel with the, the truck mm-hmm. going over the, the cliff at yeah, the end, yeah. which was the sound of, uh, like, a, a lion slash what a T-Rex would sound like. But he just literally took that same sample and put it on the shark. That was, that was his inside joke. The new Jaws Revenge, they took that idea like, well, it worked for Steve. Why don't we ramp it up from a 1 to an 11? You know? <laughs> and, like, and again, the, the body count, like, it's funny, but the body count was pretty low again. There yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Sean dies at the beginning. Uh, the random chick on the, uh, the the banana floaty device dies. Yeah. yeah. And Maravan Peoples almost dies. That's it. I guess yeah. that's it, yeah. I don't think there's anybody else. Am I missing somebody? There's no helicopter. No, I don't think so, no. No, nope, there's no helicopter because that's Jaws 2. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think that's everyone. Yeah, I mean, there's that kind of cool scene where, like, Mike's in trouble when, like, the shark is chasing him and he has to, like, hide in, like, the wooden boat and shit underwater. Yeah. And then he uses his oxygen to, like, shoot up and stuff. And and you think at that point they would have, like, said, like, maybe we should tell your mom about this. No, 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 it'll be fine. <laughs> no, nah, it'll be, nah, it'll be fine. So well, she'll live. She's not traumatized. <laughs> look, as, as far as, like, a realistic review of the movie, sure, on paper it's a two out of ten. But for entertainment that's value, gen- I give it a dude. solid seven and a half out of ten. This is this is like this is ten out of ten. Would recommend for if you're into trash cinema and you haven't seen Jaws: The Revenge yet. What the fuck is wrong with you? Go watch Jaws: The Revenge. And also, I mean, look what's come since Jaws: Revenge. People thought shit on that movie then. I mean, they've suffered through six Sharknado movies, two headed yep. shark, three headed shark, shark versus octopus. I mean, compared yeah. to to those movies, Jaws: Revenge is a masterpiece. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, because like the thing with like the Asylum shark movies, especially, is that they're just kind of there for money yeah they're just kind of soulless shit like although i will say those movies don't advertise they're meant to be campy and, and cheeky mm. where we just saw the trailer for jaws revenge i mean that's a dead serious trailer, that's a dead oh, serious like, trailer really? yeah. but actually the trailer makes me really good looks like yeah. it's gonna be good <laughs> kind of i guess but well, until he says this time it's personal that, yeah. that raises some red flags i actually to be honest it's rarely spoken of the soundtrack for jaws 4 is actually my second favorite one i thought they nailed the the music because it wasn't John Williams, obviously, yeah. but yeah. Uh, to me, it paid the most respect to John Williams' music. So that's a little tidbit, personal yeah. thing. And I, and I think the other issue with like the Asylum stuff as well is that 
yeah, it's intentionally trying to be campy. I think the problem with trying to be campy is that it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. If, if you're in on it, it's not yeah, funny. Once you're in on the joke, it's mm. it's done. Like, yeah. this is why... Because Tommy Wiseau is actually making a shark movie as well soon. Yeah, I saw the trailer for that. Yeah, there, there is no God. Yeah. <laughs> um, And it looks bad. Not, like, good bad, but just bad. Bad, bad, yeah. Because he's in on the joke. Yeah. Yeah. No, agreed. Um, fuck. But, yeah, overall, I mean, look... The franchise has ups, downs, more downs, but some downs are so down they're up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that 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 would be Perfect. this movie. I think Couldn't Jaws: The Revenge better. is so down it's up. Yeah. So obviously, as a <laughs> film lover, everybody in the world needs to see Jaws one. And then honestly, like since they're never going to be able to top Jaws one, I kind of agree with Stefan. Skip Jaws two and three and just go for the the, the exactly. gut the, the gutter exactly. trash yes. exactly. worst of the worst. But it's still damn entertaining. Yeah. What a cool deal. Yeah, Jaws and Jaws of Revenge. There you go. There you go. That's the franchise. That's, that's, that's sweet. There's no two and three. What so are you they, talking they, they about? They bookended it great. You know? In conclusion, Jaws is a franchise of contrasts. Yes. <laughs> the best being brilliant and the worst being so entertaining. I, I think we're done talking about Jaws the Revenge. Yeah. I yeah. think so. Okay, well, we got a fan question. Okay. Are we ever truly done talking about Jaws the Revenge? Well, I about it. You can't. No. We you got to read the novelization my, of it. My favorite. I've heard that's interesting. My favorite um line in or line the entire movie is when um main guy is about to have sex with his wife and he's like I've always wanted to make love to an angry welder oh yeah, yeah <laughs> it's yeah. been my dream since I was a small boy <laughs> I forgot about that where she um, threatens him with the blowtorch yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's right after fucked that. up shit right there um no there's also if mediocrity were fat you'd all be whales Oh. This is so fucking strange. I forget who says that, but I just remember that in the movie. It's just like that—that's just one of my favorite lines of dialogue. Also, God bless the IMDb quotes page. That's, but that's great. God, like it sounds like maybe very, Mario Van Peebles would. Yeah, say that, that was line. I, no, that was or, or that was Mar- no, that was no. Mario Van Peebles. Hoagie would never say anything so cruel. No, that was Mario Van Peebles. <laughs> Hoagie's an angel. Yeah. Ho- yeah, Hoagie's a blessing. Yeah, no, that was yeah. Mario Van Peebles. Now that I remember it, yeah. yeah. Which, hey, did you say something about a question? Yes, we have a fan question. Um, for once, we actually got a fan question. What the fuck? We have fans. Yeah, Kevin, we have fans. I'm so happy for you. I know, right? <laughs> moving on up in the world, just like moving on up, baby. We have a single fan question, which was given to us via voice message. Okay, mm-hmm. ready? Mm-hmm. Hey guys, this is Chris. Um, I'm not dead, uh, uh, d- despite uh, your reports of me being dead. Um, so I have a question for you. If you could turn any movie into a TV show like Cobra Kai uh, for the Karate Kid, what would you choose and why? Okay, so he's saying like take a fame a movie but turn it into a TV show like 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 Cobra Kai, yeah, which like is awesome. Series, like yeah. I cannot believe how good that show is. I've actually not like, seen Cobra Kai yet. It's so good. I, when we the first drop, we thought it was kind of a joke. Like really, but. You've seen the movie Karate Kid, right? Yeah. Okay. The fact that they gave, uh, what's his name, Johnny, like the, the dude, uh, he never really went on to act much. Like he, as years mm-hmm. went on, mm-hmm. he was always the the blonde bad guy. But they gave you, you are focused on his character. Mm-hmm. His 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 life sucks because all because that tournament eighty four, and it you you're cheering for him. You're like Daniel Russo was a dick, you know. I mean, if you think about it. Anyways, but. What movie would I change into a TV show? Or even do like a sequel series out of. Mm. Uh, there's a... 
There's a couple that I think would have worked better. I mean, as a TV show, like to be honest, one Buckaroo Banzai, I love, but that I don't that know if you guys have seen it. That, yeah, they've been talking about kicking that into a series because that that, that that would be interesting. All those characters and the the idea behind that show is is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, but on, on a personal level, uh, I know I keep hearing it might happen, it might not. I would love to see Clive Barker's Nightbreed as a TV Ooh, show. I think that could really be expanded on. That would be interesting too. Yeah. I mean, just because it's the creatures are so cool, and the the world of Midian. Plus, it takes place here in Alberta, so that's pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know if you heard they're taking a Event Horizon and turning that into a series now. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, and I love that. I mean, that's great sci-fi horror. So, um, yeah, for me, it would be it would be Nightbreed. Nightbreed would be an awesome, awesome series. You could expand on that universe. Stefan. Well, first of all, I'm not dead. Is exactly what a ghost would say. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> touche. There's a lot of recency bias here because I only watched this last night, but I saw uh, Alita Battle Alita Battle Angel last night, and I thought it was fun. It was a fun time, but um, I also felt like it, they had compressed a season of anime into one movie, <laughs> mm. and um, I think that if they had given a little a little more time to breathe, it would have flowed a little better. So I think if it was like a mini series or maybe not a TV show, but yeah, like a mini series. Uh, especially because you have so much material from the manga that you can draw from, mm-hmm. uh, then that it probably would have flowed a little better. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. As is, it's a it's a fun movie. I just I, I think that it had a lot more potential though. Um, I, again, I'm gonna go into this whole recency bias thing because um, we just did an episode on it, chapter two, yep. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I'm sure you didn't listen to it. I don't listen to podcasts. Oh, goody. I just like talking on. <laughs> <laughs> I had mentioned on the show that if they did somehow make another movie, that they should do it as an anthology film about the various dairy interludes from the book. Yeah. Now that I think about it, that would also work really well as like an anthology miniseries. Like that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's funny speaking of Stephen King, and I think this is happening again. And they, you know, they fucked up with that movie a couple of years ago. Uh, Dark Tower should have been yeah. that a, should that should have been a, been a series, series right from yeah. the get go. I don't understand that. Squeeze taking what? How many books are seven, eight, seven? Yeah, taking all those books and squeezing a ninety well, minute movie. I think they tried doing the first two or three in the movie. Uh, Even though it never felt like it. Well, no, didn't they say it was like inspired by the books? Like, oh. so it was kind of its. Fuck, oh, I and guess, you, you yeah. wasted two great actors, man. Idris Elba and McConaughey. I'm like, that should have been money. Yeah. Also, speaking of it, because the trailer's on TV right now, um, I'm really looking forward to the Child's Play series whenever that comes out. Yeah. That would be really exciting to see. Yeah, and it's it's not rebooting it. It's taking no. place after the Cult of Chucky, the last one there. Yeah, which would actually be kind of fun. <laughs> and I... not soulless and shitty. I got another one. Okay. Um... So, it's not actually a movie that's released yet. I guess it's supposed to come out next year now. But the Chaos Walking movie, which Mm -hmm. is directed by Doug Liman, it's based on a series of books called Chaos Walking Mm -hmm. by Patrick Ness. Uh, They actually recently announced that they have to push it back until next year just because the test screenings went so badly. Oh, good. So they have to redo a bunch Mm -hmm. of reshoots. There's a reason it's going badly. It's because it should be a fucking TV TV show. It should be a three-season TV show between the three books. Which, is, which are Knife of Never Letting Go, which they're going to base the movie off of, that should be a season. Mm. Then Asking the Answer, then Monsters of Men. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of poorly conceived right from the get-go, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, and uh, one more I'd like to throw in. Uh, just thought of it, just because I love the character so much. It obviously have to be a different actor, or maybe his son. I'd love to see a Snake Plissken TV series. Ooh. I was actually going to mention that. Yeah. That would be really good. I think it would be 
fucking awesome. That like, would be fantastic. That, that ca- I mean, it could be his son, Wyatt Russell, that plays him. Because mm-hmm. if you guys saw that movie Overlord last year, the J.J. Abrams produced one, that was Wyatt Russell as the main soldier. Yeah. I swear, it's like he studied Escape uh, from New York and L.A. and like kind of mimicked his dad's Snake Plissken <laughs> kind of yeah. uh, delivery would- on the lines. And why wouldn't you? <laughs> no, it's great. It was totally great. So, <laughs> so yeah, I would I would watch The Adventures of Snake Plissken in a heartbeat. Yeah. I, I think it'd be cool. I'm, what if they made a Jaws TV show? What would you possibly um, do? You couldn't kill the shark so many times, but... Um, every episode, you just kill the shark. It's like South Park. Like, Kenny keeps coming back. Every, it's like the shark. Every episode is just them poaching sharks. Well, you know what? <laughs> the only way it would work is if you open it, the first couple episodes would be on a great white, but you'd have the Hooper, Quint, and sh- sh- like uh, Brody type of characters, but they kill the shark like in the first couple, but then we, it's more about those characters. and mm, Yeah. And mainly Quint. Actually, maybe like it's like Quint's grandson or some shit. Mm-hmm. And we follow him, and, and that would be fun. Like, I just get, get a Robert Shaw impersonator. Actually, if you ever watch, uh, I don't know if you guys watch the um, Robert Shaw's son. Uh, he's doing a play in Edinburgh, Scotland, mm-hmm. uh, and he's uh, imitating his father. Oh. And uh, he posted a video on YouTube um, of him doing his dad, and it's pretty fucking cool. Actually, I'll show it to you after we finish this. Nice. But, uh, well, boys, I got to open up the store for business. I'm a little okay. past my podcasty time, but uh, I'm is... sure you got to plug what you got to plug and see okay. what you're going to talk about next time. Yeah. Um, Stefan, plug social media. All right. Uh, we are Sequel Decay. You can find us on Twitter at Decay Sequel. You can find us on Facebook as well, uh, Patreon. Um, we are on um, podcasts available not only on YouTube, but on Anchor, Google Play, Spotify, and iTunes. Uh, we also have our individual Twitter accounts. Anyway, yeah, yeah we're Sequel Decay. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Thanks to Kevin. What the fuck are we doing next week? Uh, I don't remember. I uh, actually do not remember. Is it Blair Witch? Maybe. Cool. Uh, yeah. Do you have anything you want to plug, Kev? So, obviously, for all your horror movie, sci-fi, and B-movie needs, come check me out, man. The Lobby DVD Shop, 10815, White Avenue. I'm here usually noonish till 7-ish. Also, uh... Our film festival, Dead Fest, is not having the big, big week-long fest this year. We're taking a year off, but we are having a one-night screening on October 27th, 7 p.m. at the Metro Cinema of the brand-new 4K restoration with all-new music score of Sam Raimi's classic, The Evil Dead. That we talked about in June. Go watch that episode. Cool! Watch yeah. that episode. <laughs> so yeah. go, go listen to that episode and also, you know that... Yeah, and you um, can buy tickets for that screening at the video store. Yes, alright. Um, now... Get the hell out of my house, everyone. Go do something productive with your lives. Bye. See ya.